Welcome back to Two C's with a pod. Only one C today. This week has been quite the week. Uh, my kids started back to school on Monday, and they went in person. Uh, everything seems to be going well with that. Uh, we'll see next week when they switch to the virtual part of their hybrid model. Um, but Monday was kind of a blur, and schedules kind of got mixed up. So Matt and I had planned on recording on Wednesday. Unfortunately, where I live is maintained by the city, the front part of my property. So occasionally they come by and they mow the overgrowth and all of that stuff down. Well, every time they do, they knock out my internet. And lo and behold, they mowed yesterday and knocked out the internet. So the time that Matt and I were scheduled to record... I didn't have any Wi-Fi, I didn't have any good internet, and so we just missed all of our our windows for this week with Matt being busy starting back to school and kind of adapting to his new normal, and me with my kids starting back to school and fall sports and adapting to my new normal. So what I did is I went into the archives and found some episodes I thought would be relevant with the Republican National Convention going on. I thought that now would be a good time to revisit something from about a year ago. I think this was actually like our second episode. And it is Matt starting a list of all the things he disliked about Donald J. Trump. I'm sure this list will have grown and we will get Matt's feedback on what has grown. But for now, enjoy the show. But before we get there, we do need to reach out and thank our sponsors. We need to thank our friends over at Cornerstones. Cornerstones is a video cast exploring the music of Fish and the Grateful Dead, cover to cover. Episode 1 drops next week, September 1, and it's definitely something you're going to want to be on on the ground floor. If you head over to Twitter right now, at CornerstonePHGD, you're going to see a bunch of videos of Trey just being happy. And who doesn't need happiness in their life right now? Again, that's on Twitter at at CornerstonePHGD. And I can't even believe this is a thing. I guess, I, I guess it's true what Matt said. We will do anything for money. Uh, we need to thank our friends at Fake Phil Chick Pickup over on Instagram. Uh, the legend they call FPP will teach you how to score the girl of your dream and pick up luscious babes. Wow. FPP is a legit poon hound. Don't believe him? Go check his stats. Better yet... Find out for yourself over at at fake Phil chick pick up on Instagram. Be a legit poon hound starting today. Cool. My goodness, I can't even believe that that's a real thing. Uh, we need to find better ads. If you would like to sponsor the show or have us read an ad or submit an ad, go ahead and reach out to us at two C's with a pod on Gmail. That's T-W-O-C-S-W-I-T-H-A-P-O-D at gmail.com. Reach out today and get your ad read by either me, Matt, or if you want it done well, do it yourself and send it to us. All right, so without further ado, here's all the things that Matt dislikes about Donald J. Trump. See you next week. Welcome to those of two C's. Yeah. With a pod. Right. I'm going to get that. Nailed I'm going to get that. Yeah, that was... Uh, 
two weeks in, and uh, I'm 50-50. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty soon I will just uh, just rattle it off. But yeah, for now, for now, I'm, so I'm still so catching new. myself. So I'm Andy Cavanaugh. I'm Matt Campbell. And today's topic is uh, what I call the one-question topic. Um, what's going to happen today is I'm going to ask Matt one question, then I'm going to walk away, go take a nap, play with the kids. A little background, uh, because contractually I'm obligated to specific allotment of time. And of uh, because I've, this is really going to be a skewed heavily in yours, I need to make sure that that I get my get my, my time in. Yes. You know? So yeah. these, these this people need equal opportunity. They need to hear from me. Of course. They demand to hear it's from me. Two C's. It's it, not it like is, one C. Yeah. One C asks a question and to the other C and then no. walks away. But as your friend of nearly twenty five years, it, it's easy for me to say that you have been in a bad mood since November 9th, thousand sixteen. True. And that is when uh, Donald J. Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in the presidential election. I think that today is a, a good day. Why don't you get some things off your chest? So okay. I asked you to just list everything that you dislike about Donald Trump. Uh, so this can range from minor annoyance right. to loathe. Yeah, like uh, real, real things and trivial things. Yes. Like, and yeah, my yeah, list like, is my list runs the gamut of yeah. right things that are, in a sense, literally the most important things like our nation deals with, and then as stupid as possible. As stupid as he puts his right shoe on first instead of his left shoe. It's I mean, something that bothers you. Almost as I mean, almost that trivial. Although well, I, I did try to stay pretty, pretty serious. I guess okay. overall. All but. right. Well, this is this is your this is your venting session. Yeah. So you just it's you just let it out. Up. Okay. I'm just gonna crack this open real quick. <laughs> right. All right. All right. That, that one foamed up. I'm gonna need a napkin here right nice. quick. Sorry. All right. Um, now, now I'm destroying Matt's. Now I'm destroying Matt's tape. Don't worry, I'll have plenty of time to clean. Okay, probably gonna you clean will. your. I'm probably gonna clean your house. So if, sure. if y'all have vacuuming in the background and dusting, that's just me cleaning <laughs> mats while he's while he's on. But I'm gonna check back on you. Okay. See how you're doing. Okay. Sure. So let me just officially set this up. Perfect. Officially, Matt, can you tell me all of the things that you dislike about Donald Trump? Hey, I'll see you guys in about three hours. <laughs> all right. Um. Again, I I do, and I, I'm I'm glad that Andy isn't too far away a, a little bit because I wanted to at least hear this and say that I, I I wanted to start with the consistency that I have with my skepticism of Trump, right? And I I think Andy can at least um, vouch for me in the sense that this is not something that started new in 2016. This is not something that, you know, started with his presidential election. It's, I'm not a, you know, kind of Johnny-come-lately to disliking Donald Trump. Is that fair to say, Andy? Yeah, is this a Windex you want me to use? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one over there. Get those counters. This, yeah, yeah, it's all right, gotcha. Best you get. Yeah, yeah uh, you, you, you disliked him. You, I remember, uh, uh, let me come, I'll come Yeah, come on, yeah, Sorry. just for a second. <laughs> Sorry, I'll set my Windex down. Um, yeah, for a second. Yeah, so I remember you uh, you would be mad at me because I'll admit it. I love The Apprentice. Right. I love The Celebrity Apprentice. Yes. I've watched all of them. <laughs> um, I, Big I Apprentice en- guy. Entertained as hell. Yeah, like, it was to me. It was hilarious. Um, the boardroom was awesome. You know, just <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. So yes. um, and I know, and, that, I, and you you 
and it and wasn't we, because of like, oh, the TV show sucks. Because I like some really stupid reality TV. Yeah. Like, love it, love it. So don't. It, it was Trump that I didn't like. Sure. Seems yeah. Fair. And I, oh. and I uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> guilty pleasure. I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, we all have them. Yes, yeah, love the show. So anyway. Okay. But yes, this is. Uh, Confirmed. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Because I did, I mean, it is something that I, I do, like, I think it's important because, you know, it, it was something that I had some early concerns with him and his, like, rise to fame. And I guess, again, if we wanted to start all the way back, so I thought, how's the best way to think about him? And, and I just thought, well, let's just go chronological. So, um, again, dad and mom, Fred Trump, Mary Trump, you know, immigrants for one, their family are immigrants, which is, you know, kind of ironic in the sense, but they, they come over, um, again, are successful folks, um, dealing mostly in low income to middle income real estate and things in New York, um, but then get in big trouble, including Donald, once he got into the business with what's called redlining, which was a practice that basically kept African Americans out of housing. They would highlight any African American applications that came through for housing, and they would deny them for whatever made-up reason. The redlining, what they would call, would be that highlighting. Redlining was just a, a, a way to call it that. So they were sued. The Trump Organization was sued. Sued Donald, Fred, all of them. Found guilty. Had to pay, you know, millions um, back. So that kind of was just how he kind of, to me, stepped into right off the bat in his court in his like business practices was was pretty rough then you had central park five central park five was of course in the early 80s or i mean in late 70s early 80s crime that happened in central park horrific rape um again lots of racial undertones as often happens in these cases um donald trump Again, and he was not the only one to have these views, but Donald Trump literally took out a full-page ad in the New York Times advocating for the men that um, were accused of the crimes to be killed, um, to be put to death, and given the death penalty. Um, at that time, New York didn't. It still doesn't have the death penalty. And so, um, you know, again, it was just now, at no point did the man... There's, of course, murders all the time in, in New York, and at no point did he decide to advocate for the death penalty until five African-Americans were caught or were accused of rape in the middle of the city. Fast forward a little bit farther, then Donald Trump gets into casinos. He then gets into huge issues with not only the federal government, but with Native Americans when it comes to casino rights and things. He's on tape basically accusing Native Americans of not looking Native American enough in their and not being legit in their claims for rights for casinos and things again going kind of back to his background with this racially divisive you know business practices it's just an incredibly insane amount of tax cheating that him and his family have done throughout the years this has been well documented um even though he has not released current tax um forms he has there is tax information that goes back into the 80s for him he used what's called depreciation which is basically pretending that your properties are not worth and your real estate is not worth as much as it is, you know, in attempts to not have to pay as much taxes on them. He then, in somehow, some way, he, he's again caused, had incredible amounts of bankruptcy, just been 
very unsuccessful in a sense as in business. Many studies have shown, you know, that he basically lost more money of his father's money than he gained in a sense if he would have just sat on that money and invested it instead of investing in the businesses, the failed businesses, the Trump airlines, the Trump stakes, the Trump winery, all these things that failed miserably, he would actually have more money. But somehow he then Again, it's an incredible fraud in some ways. I mean, he's a con man, but an incredibly good con man. Um, he then writes, somehow gets an, a deal, a, a book deal for The Art of the Deal, a book just filled with incredible inaccuracies, just, you know, kind of built up his mythos as some sort of good businessman, which is incredible with the record that he had. This fed into, of course, The Apprentice, like we spoke of, and he got into reality TV. Great show. <laughs> Um, Jeff Zucker, um, NBC at that time. I do think that Trace Atkins should have won his season. Just, <laughs> okay, just lots of controversy. Yeah, there Absolutely. Controversy yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the poker player, too. Uh, yeah. I forget her name. but uh, she, Oh, yeah. Annie Duke? Annie, Annie Duke, Duke yes. Yeah. I thought Annie Duke was really good. Uh, <laughs> didn't always agree with his selection. Omarosa, um, big, big yeah, fan. Um, go back, uh, yeah, go back cleaning. Yeah, what happened? Go back yeah, cleaning. Still sorry. seeing some dust. Sorry, I just heard, the, heard something about Apprentice. Thought I'd jump in. Uh, sounds like you're good. Uh, just I'll be back here, Windex. Okay, there you go. And and so again, it built up this incredible. Again, just similar to the art of the deal, where it built up this mythos of him as being this incredible businessman, just this wheeler and dealer. Jeff Zucker and oh golly, the guy, just the survivor guy, survivor guy, Mark Burnett. Mark Burnett just literally saw money signs with Trump, even, and again, and they, they would both, agree, I think they've done so in, in interviews, would tell you that they built a fake persona, in a sense, you know, for the show's sake, and, and for, and again, I, I, you know, again, it was intended to be entertainment, and it was entertaining, you know, and it obviously was entertaining, it had great ratings, and so they were successful in that way, but I don't think what they realized was ultimately, right, that they had built something that people could not separate between the two, they couldn't separate between what the persona that was being shown on TV it, it, with the reality of the man. So then he decides that he's going to get into politics, and he steps into politics to me, and this is where, like, I, dr I cannot go with the man, and that is with the birtherism and the questioning of Barack Obama's citizenship. This is one of the most heinous to me and insidious things that has happened in politics recently. It is incredibly uh, racist. It is incredibly um, intended to make this man another a or you know something that is to be feared something that is to be as an outsider it was based in no reality whatsoever just an incredible attack on the first african-american president and his legitimacy which again feeds back to how much so many people so many people people i think that aren't dumb believed this, believed he was a Muslim. Again, I've said so many times that when I would have voted for Barack Obama if he was a Muslim, I have no problem and I hate when I have to defend him by saying he wasn't a Muslim because I don't think Muslim is an attack, but uh, Donald Trump and his people uh, constantly questioned his religion, questioned his, again, citizenship in the United States. And this, to me, was should have taken him out. This is when you get canceled. 
this is when, this is the moment when no one takes anyone seriously anymore, but somehow this man was the biggest proponent of this and somehow skates, you know, Joe Arpaio um, from Arizona, the sheriff who was the big, you know, tough guy that was investigating this, he's gone. Um, of course, he, not for that, but for other horrible things he did to prisoners in Arizona and to, of course, no shocker, um, Hispanics in and by, um, you know, Joe, Joe Arpaio's good buddies with Donald Trump and his he, he was targeting Hispanics. So again, it just always goes back to race with the guy. Um, so not birtherism. Then 2016, he starts his, his campaigns by calling Mexicans rapists. Mexicans that are coming over into this country, they're rapists, they're drug dealers. That happens. Again, he's not taken seriously as he comes up, but then somehow, again, he just starts cleaning out the primary um, candidates, again, showing how Republicans ultimately... I think are very pushed forward by race and by they, they saw him as a way of like a counterbalance to Barack Obama and like, see, see we're going to show you, we're going to get this guy in. Um, then I'm convinced, I'm convinced, Andy, that his time is done. We have, um, I don't know if we want to pause. You want me to take care of Layla? <laughs> Maybe. But I do think this is an important moment, too. I, I think the birtherism was canceling to me, and then I also, um, the, the grab... You want to pause to... Yeah, to, we can all right, pause. Sorry. Layla needs our help. Layla's the dog. She needs us. We'll be, uh, we'll be right back. Um, I don't know. We'll make a commercial and put it in here. So <laughs> maybe right. somebody will pay us for this shit. The blue chew. Blue chew? Uh, a blue chew, people. <laughs> We've got we're, like we're good. We five. got we got equipment. Exactly. We got the equipment to use it. All right, and, we're gonna go take care of Layla. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Hey guys, it's uh it's Andy. Matt's uh Matt's giving me a break from my cleaning, and he's taking care of his dog right now. But if you guys would be so kind, if you're in the Blue Springs area, stop by the Smoothie Factory. Go get yourself some smoothies, some juices, supplements, grab and go drinks. Uh, I think Matt's coming back. I'll talk to you guys later. Um, smoothie factory rules. Later. Hey, buddy. Hey. Uh, I was still cleaning. Okay. Uh, right. Counter's looking, looking good. good. Uh, before Layla so rudely interrupted us, we're upset about. Starts his campaign off in a very racially charged way. But again, so he gets through the primary. He Now it is Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. And then, of course, the infamous um, Access Hollywood tape comes out. To me, this was round two of when any politician in our history would have been donezo when he was caught on tape saying, you know, that he essentially sexually assaults women. That, you know, literally the words, I grab them by the pussy. They allow me to do it because I'm a celebrity. This, this again, the most bizarre things. Now, this circles back to, again, he has been, he's been, accused of 16 16 different women 17 different women i believe have accused him of sexual assaults he admitted to the fact that his behavior is exactly what these women have been reporting about this man for years years before he ever was running for president years before he ever was even with the apprentice he was having these accusations being made that he was grabbing women in ways that they did not want literally the way he describes on this tape you know, he literally is asked by Billy Bush or whatever that ding dong's name is, you know, well, 
you know, they just let you. Oh yeah, yeah, they just let me because I'm famous, I'm a celebrity. I grab them, I can touch them, yeah, I can do whatever I want to them. And it's amazing how a man who literally on tape admits to this kind of behavior and then is somehow credibly taken when, when women come and say, this is exactly what happened to me, he assaulted me in this way, somehow they are not taken credibly or they are not, you know, somehow that didn't end his career in a sense right then. Then you get, of course, the stupidity with building the wall, um, saying Mexico was going to pay for it. Absolute insanity on so many levels. Again, walls. We don't build walls in the United States. We break down walls. Again, the Republican Party literally most famous moment is the Berlin Wall coming down and Ronald Reagan saying, tear down this wall, Gorbachev, and we're, we're now building walls. I don't want to spend a crazy amount of time on Russia and the influence they had on the election example of a situation where this man is beholden somehow some way to um, the Russian government clearly to me so much has been made of the Mueller investigation and Russian interference and it is very real it is very scary the amount of propaganda that has been put out on Facebook in particular and Twitter and social media is outlandish it's incredible the real thing to me and the thing that Russia has on Donald Trump is money laundering ultimately he was bankrupt struggling really having a hard time and Russian companies came in and bailed him out Russian individuals oligarchs from over there came and gave him incredible amounts they actually bought real estate from him in Florida that for like 10 times the market value which is the definition of money laundering when you're watching like the wire that's exactly what they're doing is dumping money ugly you know definitely um russian gangster money you know um cleansed money into real estate and they're paying extra because they want that the point that's the point of getting rid of money and donald trump has many real estate transactions on the books from Russian organizations, Russian people coming over and paying him way more than market value for things. So I think ultimately that's what Russia has on him. I don't know if they have a P tape, um, if that's a real thing or not. You know, like if it is, it, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't put it past him in what? any scenario. Can I, can I stop you for a second? Please do. What's a P tape? Sorry, I'm. Oh. Love a sheltered life. This was um, the the talk of, and it was in the Steele dossier that caused all the Mueller um, investigation and all these things. But basically, the idea is this is the compromise, right, that um, Russia has on Trump. And the idea is, is that Trump is kind of bending over backwards in Helsinki at when he met with Putin, he basically went against our FBI, against our CIA, and said, ah, Putin, he didn't have anything to do. Putin told, her, told me he didn't do anything with our election, so I take his word for it, even though our CIA, our FBI, our intelligence people are saying, uh, no. So he basically sided with him. The idea is, is that why is he doing this? Why is he, like, so subservient to Putin, to Russia? The idea is, is that one of the theories that was, that, was somewhat substantiated, at least in the Steele dossier sources that he had that said they basically have a tape of Donald Trump with pros Russian prostitutes, okay, in the Moscow, one of the big Moscow um, hotels. He basically got the presidential suite, the suite that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama had slept in when they were in, in Moscow. They, he had been told that that was the case or something. And he had the prostitutes pee on the bed. 
okay, that they, again, a very outlandish and ludicrous thing. Now, the I'm question is... The, I'm starting to see the Bobcraft connection here. Yeah, there you go. Why, the the freakiness, the weird stuff that starts to happen. But, but beyond that, the, the problem is, is that you would say 99% of people, you would go, that's too outlandish to even think of. But so much of his behavior points to that being maybe i don't know this guy is that kind of kooky he hates barack everything about him and his presidency has been to destroy what barack obama built and what barack obama did you know like you know the iran deal but barack obama made it i'm out of it you know um nafta or any of those kind of things you know he's trying to end because they again just to change the names just do anything obamacare obviously is something he wants to get rid of um, just again, because it's got Obama. So it, yes, that's that's the supposed P thing. But again, none of that to me matters. Ultimately, what matters is is the connection and the conflicts that he has with his business, which goes to why we have not seen his tax returns. This is like fundamentally important in our presidential elections, and it's been a, a absolute, and I know it's not by law that he has to do it, but again when every presidential candidate has done it since the 60s and it was done purposely to avoid these kind of conflicts of interest that he clearly has he 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 is the perfect example of a person who needs to release their tax returns so that we can see because he's an international businessman to me that is if you want to run as a businessman which he did as an international businessman then you need to show what kind of ties and what your business is doing because that absolutely will cloud your decisions or could cloud your decisions and the American public needs to be able to say um, I don't think Layla likes what you're saying Layla big big Trump supporter that's another reason why she's <laughs> in the kennel um, right now let's take another commercial break hey guys it's Andy again while Matt's dealing with Layla want to encourage you all to go to the smoothie factory located at 491 Northeast Coronado Drive in lovely Blue Springs, Missouri. We're in the same parking lot as Texas Roadhouse. We have the finest smoothies. We have nutritional supplements, cold pressed juices. So again, Smoothie Factory, 491 Northeast Coronado Drive. We hope to see you there. So going from again, and I, I think it's a it's not a law, but it's turning into an issue um, in California with the tax returns. Um, California recently passed a law that no presidential candidate can be on the um, ballot without releasing their tax returns. So wait a minute, no. So in California, it's going to be interesting as a state. Correct. Says that you can't run for a federal office. Really you cannot weird. Be on the. It's an issue. Kind of feels like, don't, kind of as if I can borrow from The Rock. Know your role. It is an Fe issue. Feels like that, I don't know. I mean, it may it, be unconstitutional in every way. It, what it is, is it's an, it's an extreme reaction. So it may, not be yeah. it may not be legal. It may not be constitutional. It may not be something that they can do. But it ultimately gets the story in, it pushes the story forward. It makes Trump have to continue to justify and explain why he is not releasing his tax returns to the American people. Because for years, and including himself, has used this, the tax returns of Hillary Clinton. Again, in the 2016 campaign, <coughs> Hillary Clinton was attacked for the Clinton Foundation. And the Clinton Foundation was their charitable organization. Well, no one knew anything about 
what was going on with the charitable foundation unless she released her tax returns and her taxes. So literally, Trump is using tax returns against his opponents, but then refusing to release his own tax returns. My guess is there's reasons. One, there is an insane amount of business he is doing with Russian companies and Russian corporations, which is going to be a major conflict of interest and it's not going to look good. And number two, he is not worth anything what he projects to be. He old, That, I think, is his biggest fear of releasing his tax returns is that he does not have near the money he claims to have. He ultimately is not a billionaire by any means. It will also show that he has not paid federal taxes for years and he has used um, loopholes and get-arounds to not pay federal taxes for, for decades. There's just a lot of bad information in their form, or he would release them. Stormy Daniels happened. Um, Stormy Daniels, again, another example of a person who, another situation that would have absolutely sunk almost all presidencies. Again, remember that Bill Clinton was um, impeached for a similar act and for not telling the truth about it. Now, it wasn't a porn star. Of course, it was an intern, but a porn star. He has a relationship with the porn star while his wife has just given birth to his new son, and he, he pays her, her off this during the election. This is a um, campaign finance violation. You cannot pay people, or you have to at least acknowledge that you're paying anything you're paying that is based around the campaign you have to declare he did not declare it of course because he didn't want to say that he was doing a porn star while his wife had just had his baby so again many people have gone to jail michael cohen his personal lawyer went to jail for this donald trump has somehow skated free from this particular situation of course, with the obstruction of justice, firing James Comey, who was investigating um, Donald Trump, all the millions of things he did when it came to obstructing that investigation is impeachable in every way. It is what Clinton got impeached for. It is what Nixon got would have eventually gotten impeached for, not for the acts that they did, but for obstructing the investigation and firing people purely because they were investigating him. Donald Trump has a long history with Jeffrey Epstein. He has, again, he's literally on video in, with parties with Jeffrey Epstein where he is, again, touching women I'm just all over the place in different things. These videos just recently came out. The immigration issue, obviously, is just brutal, insane. The idea that this is some sort of Obama immigration policy that he's just continuing is absolutely false. No one was locking children up, separating families before this president. Again, just absolutely abhorrent behavior that we just don't stand for. He has an un, a really weird relationship with Saudi, with Saudi Arabia and in their war with Yemen, we are giving nonstop weapons to Saudi Arabia to fight a really ugly war with Yemen. Saudi Arabia, of course, killed an American journalist working for the Washington Post, was killed by the Saudi Arabians, and nothing was done. And in fact, they've done nothing but actually cozy up even more with the Saudi Arabians. They are fighting an awful war with Yemen. One thing that personally kind of hits home is his education secretary, Betsy DeVos. She is someone who is for school choice, um, taking federal funds and giving it to private schools and charter, company, charter companies to run education. She's an absolute disaster. 
he had Ryan Zinke as his energy Department of Energy head. He has Cho as his transportation secretary. Ben Carson as his housing and urban development. He put Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. All these people are extremely um, no relation. No relation as as far as we know. No C and a K. Right. Yeah, it's no, big difference. I mean, there's probably some relation. Some I haven't done, got my twenty three and Me results yes, back which, to see. Yeah, but those I'd like to get, are creepy. I'd like to get some of that Brett Kavanaugh money. Yeah, if he wants to send some money. My way, I'm I'm cool. Although he did have a large amount of debt that weirdly got paid off right before. Uh, I don't want his debt. Oh, okay. I don't want any of the debt. I just, I just want, don't think he has I, much I money, money actually just, to give you. Again, so you don't have no money. No, I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, like a, he had no relation. Right, right. See, it's K, of course. K. Um, Charlottesville, of course, was just a, a horrendous situation where he equated um, literal white supremacists and Nazis as good people being on both sides of that scenario when that is, of course, not the case. His tax cuts are going to eventually sink the economy, although, and it's already kind of happening between his tariffs and his tax cuts. Um, the Dow just take, took a huge, huge swing down yesterday or day before because of his horrible tariffs that are absolutely killing our farmers. He's bailing out the farmers because of the tariffs. Again, Republicans hate socialism until they use socialism by bailing out the farmers that they're, that Trump is killing with the tariffs. His sons and, his sons and daughters are actively um, in roles that they should not be. It's a huge form of nepotism that is not a part of our government and our society. It's very important. In fact, the Founding Fathers very much were concerned about this kind of thing. That's because they came from a country where they had kings and queens and a monarchy. And just putting your daughter in particular into roles that are, are in no way appropriate for her to be in is is very unsettling he did bring recently brought back the federal death penalty i am a strong proponent that death penalty doesn't work and that is a terrible idea and i think i'm getting close to the end here because this is probably the most recent but his rallies again number one he's having political rallies i guess it's getting closer to being more appropriate because it's getting closer to 2020 although most presidents although he has been having political rallies for the minute he was elected most presidents typically wait till that election year to start begin campaigning but his rallies um, are inciting violence obviously with some of the violence that happened just recently in particular in el paso where the shooter wrote a manifesto that literally looks like Trump's Twitter account, where the shooter said that the invasion of Hispanics are why I basically he's doing, he needed to stop the invasion of Hispanics. I can pull up, I wish I had it pulled up now, but a person on Twitter actually pulled sections of Trump's Twitter account and then matched it up with the manifesto of the shooter and again so he's inciting violence literally in his rallies people are yelling shoot them he's saying what do we do about immigrants people are yelling shoot them and he's making jokes about it they're making chance of send her back send her back congressmen or congresswomen that are from america that are american citizens of course that were literally born in america some of them so he is perpetuating and his words are inciting violence so i think i'm done <laughs> i was looking through the uh the matt campbell twitter because i remember you retweeting that uh, i can't seem to find it 
right now. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of Twitter. Yeah, uh, um, there's a lot of content here. A lot of yeah. I'm right. heavy on the I'm heavy on the Twitter account. I'm active. He's active. He's active. It's your He's fault, active. by it the way. You fault. have. I think you I was my gateway. That, to I got this. you. I was your gateway drug to Twitter. hundred percent. My tw- tw- tweet father. Okay, so while I was cleaning your house, I was yes. I was listening. Good. That's I was multitasking. Right. It's um, hard to do. I was, I was listening while, and I I was taking notes. Something mm-hmm. that is very multi-talented. If I don't say it's so myself, while I'm using a duster and Windex, I'm also writing, <laughs> taking notes. That's but, amazing. Uh, yeah. I think there are five key themes <clears throat> as to why you do not like Donald Trump. Okay. Let me throw these at you. You believe that he's racist. He is everything against Obama. Number two. Like the uh, opposite. In a, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That like a- he, you, you, feel that you feel he's racist. You feel that anything that, that he's... And I think you said... He is trying to reverse everything that Barack Obama has done, and you are... Obama was your guy. Obama's my guy. He was your guy. Very proud, uh, proud supporter of Barack Obama, yes. Um, as like a person and as like a, a politician. Which... And and maybe, not a perfect politician. He did make mistakes, and I don't agree with everything he did, but... Sorry, go ahead. But maybe... And maybe they're in line... That maybe that's number one. That he is... Obama was your guy... He's anti-Obama. And he is like, everything that Obama... He's different from Obama in almost every single way, except for... They're both president. They're, <laughs> they both sure. were president. Both presidents, both male. Both male. Uh, but there are very, very many differences between... And maybe that that's where, where it is. Um, it's a good other one. thing is... And I guess this kind of goes along with what I was saying about Obama, but he's Republican. Yes. So... Just by him having a R behind his name, you're predisposed not to like him. Uh, Fair? Possibly. Do we want to go through these, or no. do we want to rebut no, it? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm just, let me, let me just, let me, let me finish my. Maybe list. we should do that. Yes. Let me finish my list. Yes. He does not act yeah. presidential, and runs government like a business. And I, I wrote that one down. So some of the themes that I was seeing as you were talking about. Doesn't release his tax forms, international business, family in prominent roles. And the reason why I wrote those down, I don't believe that he had publicly traded companies. I don't think any of his companies are publicly traded, which there's a much different reporting structure for a publicly traded company versus a privately held company. So as I own my own business, Smoothie Factory, 491 Northeast Coronado <laughs> in Blue Springs, Missouri. If you're in the area, please stop by. Grab yourself a smoothie, a juice. We've got great supplements. That's right. Newest flavor of Bang just came out. Birthday Cake Bash. Pretty good. <clears throat> Having said that, I am not obligated to release my taxes. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that you talked about with the taxes are specifically you take business expenses to reduce your tax burden. Of course. I do right. it. Right, 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 hundred percent. Um, so, so you're talking a, about like depreciation. Absolutely, although, yeah. So, so I. My, there, so there's what my account, there's okay. like legit depreciation and then there's fraud, which is a sure. big difference. So, so, for example, the equipment that I have that in my business, there's you know some of it is depreciated over 15 years, some of it's depreciated right. over five, three, seven, and on my tax returns, there's a line that says depreciation that my accountants. 
I don't put it on there when I send my taxes off to do it. My accountants do it. Sure. But what it does is it reduces my tax burden. You know, and there's other things that is it that, is a lever that there are tax deductions that you're allowed by to small take. businesses, sure. big businesses, absolutely, and big big businesses and corporations. You know, obviously no they have tax accountants and tax attorneys and people like that that say, well, yeah, you can do that. No, you can't do that. That you know, right. and oftentimes they they run those businesses. So. Um, those were my five things. Let me recap because we kind of went down that rabbit hole on the runs of business thing. Okay, yeah, uh, recap. And, I missed yeah, five. And, and the thing that it was like, you know, putting Ivanka in a role. And maybe some of these kind of intertw- intertwine because you don't act presidential and you run this you're, you run this government like a small business. I'm going to put people that I trust in prominent roles in my business. So if I'm running this government who do i trust why well, trust my daughter so here's what i here's what i wrote down and we can kind of dive into some of the things that you that you brought up but one you believe he's racist yes two he's anti-obama okay. he's the opposite of obama three mm-hmm. he's republican right four um he runs a government like a business mm-hmm. it's different than any other president Fair to say, in, in our lifetime at least. hundred percent. Oh, no, none doesn't. Yes. And number five, he does not act presidential. Do, uh, do you agree with my assessment? Is there any yes. la- is there any large category that maybe we're missing that you're like categorically? I do not like this, 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 and this about him. And then we can maybe dive into I some mean, of these uh, the details. On, the only one I would say that I think uh, uh, for me would probably be included with the business is is ultimately his business record. When you have literally taken on the most public of jobs, again, and you you signed up for this job, changes the rules for you. So all the rules, your private business rules, your, hey, you know, this is not a public business, I'm not publicly traded, all those things are a little bit thrown to the side because that is the founders, you know, and I hate to go back because I get a little nervous about like founder Yeah, very di- a very different world. Different world, exactly. exactly. But one thing they were for sure concerned about was conflict of interest, you know, mm-hmm. between what your business assets might be sure. and then what your political aspirations are and how those things right. overlap. So are you doing things for the good of the country? Are you doing things for the good of your businesses? And that has to be something that the American public mm-hmm. trusts that you are doing things completely on the up and up for the American people sure. because you are the advocate. You are our number one advocate in the world. You represent us all. The Republican thing, and you're exactly right, and, and for me, I was raised a Democrat, you know, and it is like ingrained in me in every sense of the, the word. And I do think that Republicans, I think what's happened a little bit is that there's been this separation of like Trump Republicans and like other Republicans. And I think that's like to me a weird thing because I, I don't think there is that big a separation between um, the Republican Party under Trump and then the Republican Party under Bush or and, other people. And I think I've been on record as saying I think that we have started to cater to the tails. In order to actually get your nomination, you have to be so far right mm-hmm. and so far left. You have to be that 5% tail yeah. of a bell curve to, sure. in order to gain the, the party nomination 
that what we've done is we've taken 90% of the American population and we somewhat ignore them because we're presenting two candidates. These are the two people no, that we're going to vote for. The only thing I would say is that Hillary, to me, is so far from the, the left. That's crazy. Now, she was made to be like this, this bastion of the left. But if you ask people on the left... They're going to tell you, ah, uh, no, we yeah. did not. What? That's why Barack Obama existed. Hillary would have been the president in 2008 if she was Mrs. Lefty. But the party wanted to go left after Bush, and they chose Obama because they said Hillary is a centrist. They have a political philosophy called triangulation. It's not the triangle offense like, um, you know, like Jordan and uh, Phil Jackson. It's good offense. It's uh, good. It works, right. And it works for the Clintons, obviously, you know, but it is this level of how to play the middle. They very much are middle ground mm -hmm. folks. Joe Biden, to me, has got the most likelihood of being the nominee for the Democrats in 2020, is a centrist 100%. He doesn't command the most media attention, but he's in every poll, he's 30%, 29%. He's most likely to get that nomination. So I think it is something that, and I think you're right, in our primary process, yes, it is a purity test. And if you don't have those pure kind of left or pure kind of right feelings on either party, that it is hard to grab that nomination. Just kind of bringing it back to this category. Of, I do think that you're predisposed to, if somebody has an R after their name, a couple strikes against them and, and we're just waiting. Now... Again, though, I would like to think that I, I because I, I have to assume things about you if you yeah. are a Republican, I guess. And if you're that one Republican that, I mean, that's kind of what our parties do. And whether right or wrong, our parties say, here's kind of some fundamental things that we're about as a party. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, so yes, fundamentally, so Republicans. You're, so fundamentally, you're predisposed to. Of course. To, and then if you have a, contrarily, if you have a deed behind your name. Fundamentally, I'm absolutely. It, you're you're going to say, okay. Fundamentally, I'm going to be more receptive to what you have sure. to say. But I I will say in my defense with Trump, I wouldn't call George Bush a racist. I wouldn't call George Dub, you know, George Senior a racist. I wouldn't call Nixon. Yeah, Nixon is literally on <laughs> tape. I think that's so what gonna, we're seeing with Trump. You know, is that his language that he's using in these rallies is unique. That's not Republican language. My gosh, Republicans, whether they've had racist policies or whether they've had policies that maybe weren't always for minorities, they, they didn't speak the way that he is speaking. They didn't use the terms and use the things that are inciting violence. So when you say that, yes, he's an R and a Republican and I'm naturally predisposed to not like them, of course. But Donald Trump to me is beyond, and if you, I mean, name me a Republican that I wouldn't not take a please give me a Mitt Romney as president please give me John McCain he's dead so that'd be weird but weekend if at, he was alive that would be a weekend at Bernie's I would give me a weekend at McCain scenario and I might vote for that well, I so, might vote for that um, so here's the thing uh, I am I mean? much less in tune with the political landscape than you are. Sure. Um, a, a couple of things that I, that I wanted to talk to you about. So there was one of the things where you said stole his dad's money, failed businesses. You listed off a handful of, of businesses that he failed at. I would tell you any entrepreneur, anybody that is in business either has a failed business line or they have failed sure. things. And Do they and, write a book? And do they have yes. a show? Yes. Do they have a show? Yes. And a book? Yes. 
and have they been made out to be? Who, who, yes. Who's got a book and a show? There's a, a pretty famous thing about Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if he didn't have a, a show, but um, and that's in politics. I mean, that's a- a Abraham different... Lincoln. He had a podcast, that, <laughs> but his was ranked behind ours. Right. So yeah. ours, our podcast is better than Abe Lincoln's. Of course but, it is. But there was like I saw this poster once. It was probably in like that successories place. But it, it talked about the number of times that he failed at business, the number of times that he failed at politics, the number of times that it was kind of the get knocked down seven times, get back up eight. Is that Trump's story though? Has Trump ever said, man, I was a failed business businessman and I worked hard and I failed and now I'm successful? I, well, or I has he sold himself as having the golden touch from the second he existed? And he's never, if he had some humility, if if, if if he at some point said, man, I I have been through it all, again, it would give him some, rel- for me, it would give him some relatability. You know he, he is the most unrelatable man that's ever existed as president. You can't, again, Lincoln is very relatable because he had businesses that failed. He is so far removed from any kind of normal human being's life. Like he has not, name a president that didn't go through at least some sort of normal, human well and i think and that that goes back to part of my part of part of my thing that he doesn't act presidential because he is different than every other president that's come through right he has not come through the political ranks he hasn't paid his political dues he never that i know of was a city councilman and then a which are are service jobs service. people forget that these are service jobs and he they they've worked their worked their way up exactly people have Helped society, and so they go. They keep going up. Sure. Before I lose, before I lose the thought, I think he's a hell of a salesman. Or con man, but we could go salesman. But I mean, salesman, con man, right? I mean, sometimes the line is gray. A con man, you know what? They're hell of a salesman, right? Because they make you believe in what they're selling. But it's disingenuous in my mind. But I I don't know. You know what I mean? Because what's he selling? He's selling fear. He's selling hate the other person. He's selling. Again, people with low, low IQs, he, he said it himself, right? He likes low IQ people because well, those are the ones that vote for him. These are the people who can be scammed into saying, hey, America's doing great. Look at us. He's, no one's doing great. The economy is not doing great. The economy is doing great for the top 1% of people in this country. The economy in no way yeah. is doing well for anyone other than, you know, the top tops of the corporation. And, and that's not a brand new... What's that's he not, selling? And that's not a brand new Trump. That's not, That didn't no. just happen November 9th, Politicians 2016. Are right? Politicians he is a, are He is a fantastic salesman. You know who else was a great salesman? Barack Obama was a great salesman. Yes. Every one of them has become a, a great salesman. But and it's part of selling. that is their... their they're communicating. Yes. They're great communicators. We we make fun of the way that he tweets, the exclamation points, the misspellings. It works. But I to know. you, to you, you're like he's the most unrelatable. To a lot of people, they're like, oh my gosh, he's just like me. He has mis- misspellings in his oh, tweets. I know. I- uh, you know, I mean, I think that a lot of times we'll see the missteps that he makes and jump well, on it because they're like, oh my gosh, this guy's the president and he's doing this. Other people will look at that and go. That guy's just like me, and so like. I know, but the idea that we want a president just like us, I don't. I don't want a president just like me. I want a president with a level of intelligence and intellectual curiosity, and wants to learn, wants to be smart, wants to be mm-hmm. like this idea that we 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 glorify down homeness, like this idea that it's some yeah. sort of. You but know, it's why every politician, when they go out on the on the trail, they've got their sleeves rolled up and the t-shirt over the the button-down shirt, right? Or they they've I got know. the jeans on and the, the denim shirt and they roll their sleeves up, and that's right. why we see that, right? Because that's much more relatable than the right. suit and tie 
But it's again, and I think you're you're exactly right, and they all do it. But it's it's again what you're selling, and I feel like if you compare you know Barack Obama and Donald Trump, and you want to boil them down to two words, oh, Barack Obama sells hope, mm-hmm. and Trump sells fear. They're and both the, incredible salesmen. And, and the interesting thing is, is people are buying what both are selling. Yes, they're 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 gobbling it up. Right. Although um, people. Trump used the system to win. Again, he said the system was rigged, but he's not a popular person. I mean, I think he is president, and he won the election. And this is something that we I disagree with you on if he used the system. Well, he played by the rules. He knew how the—this is how you win he the game. He said it was rigged. I didn't say it was rigged. But, but His this whole is, campaign, he said the system's rigged. He won. I'm not saying he's not duly elected. He played the system amazingly. Good for him. But it's also, again, disingenuous for him to say he rigged the system. He played the system in, in, in some ways because he had the right people, the right political sure. people around him. But absolutely, I'm not trying to, to, to say he, what he did was wrong. But when you say that people are buying what he's selling and they're gobbling up, there's only about 40% of the people in this country buying what he's selling. Yeah. 40%. 40%. But those 40% make up the electoral... The, the 40% that he had are the right 40% to make to up win. the electoral college to right. win. Democrats, believe me, Democrats are not ruthless enough. Democrats do not run good national campaigns. Hillary Clinton's campaign was a disastrously ran campaign. They underestimated. They were extremely cocky. They believed that they, 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 number one, the worst mistake they did was run against Donald Trump and not for anything else. And that is the worst thing that you can do. You never run against a candidate. You run for what you're for. People do not now. I think ultimately this election, this election will be unique because there may be people that vote just to end the Trump presidency, mm-hmm. maybe, but most people want to vote for something. They don't want to vote well, against and the, something. The funny thing about this particular election is when people voted for Trump in 2016, perhaps they didn't know what they were voting for, and now they know what they've got. I think it's always hardest to get reelected. A hundred percent. Like you can sell. And it'll be super embarrassing for him if he doesn't. Yes. A, a one-term. Pres- I hate to even think about it. Yeah. And one-term presidents aren't inconsequential. They're yeah. useless. You 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 start yeah. naming people. That's the worst fear you can have. The minute you run for president, the worst fear you it's have is not one. winning the next one because only eight years, only two-term presidents sure. are remembered. On top of that, you you've also got. A record now. You have a record, but it's also, I think it's easier to get reelected than it is to to get elected because devil I know versus the devil I don't know. 100%. It's a real thing. There's an incumbency bias for sure. One thing I I wanted to make sure to touch on before we get out of here. You talked about the social media and Russia's collusion and Facebook micro ads that present you. The interesting thing is, is I did a case study on it in my MBA class, a Harvard Business Review on Barack Obama's use of social media. Yeah, incredible. To win the the 2008 election. So just like anything else, we're going to have this kind of a copycat. Obama was the first to do it. And then people built on what he did to micro-target. Cambridge Analytica, okay, is the company that Trump hired to do ground game that Obama had. And they stole, in fact, they stole the same people. Some of the same people that worked for Obama's social media people were the same yeah. people that worked for Trump's campaign, worked for this Cambridge Analytica, 100%. 
The difference, though, the difference again is, is that at no point in Obama's media operation was another country, a bad foreign actor, not a not a Britain, not a Canada, but a, a Russia is someone who is not out for the U.S.'s best interest. We're using also the same social media levers to pressure and put out propaganda to and Trump's campaign, this Cambridge Analytica and Brad Parscale, the people that work for Trump, that, that, that are the high social media people, use that help. They use yeah, the, the help from the Russians but, to then set, to then micro-target and to use that. Collusion so, in our collusion in our elections was not a new thing in 2016. Is it fair to say that? The only new thing was a candidate was actively asking for it. And there using have been it. historically there have been ads taken out of newspapers. I mean, this goes way back to the. It, this it, goes way back does, to Civil War time. It's illegal, and no candidate and no 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 candidates organization has ever accepted that. So help. it's illegal for the Russians to place an ad. No. It is not. What it is illegal is, is for them to go to the Trump campaign and say, where should we put these ads? Should we put them in Pennsylvania? Should we put them in Michigan? Should we put them in these places to target the actual real people? Manafort gave, gave to the Russians polling data. Said, here, here is what you need to send the good stuff to the right people. Don't send it to Missouri. Missouri is a red state. See, again, I, I hear people all the time, you know, like people anecdotally around here. I didn't see no propaganda. I didn't vote for Trump because I saw some Facebook ad. They didn't target Missouri because Missouri, sure. Missouri but was already going to be a red and Trump state. Where they got killed was Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Florida. And that's where they, the Trump campaign actively yeah, worked with the Russians. And, and Trump himself says, hey, we love Wik WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks, hey, if you've got all the information about um, Hillary Clinton, if you've hacked her emails and you've got them, send them. We love you. It goes you know? back to running the government like a business, yeah. right? So corporate espionage. Right. It's cutthroat it, it and it's is, all. you know, competitive information. Get this information. Right. Market data. I'm going to get all this information and I'm going to use it to my advantage. At least in modern times, we have never seen anything like this and on top of that why do why are they supporting trump why are they we've also never we've seen always, that we've always had parties that we've always had foreign interests that, that, that have, might support that, a that have supported party. a specific candidate because they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart they're not going i'm going to support barack obama because i really like him they're supporting him because they know that there's going to be favorable things towards their but nation these are bad foreign actors though these are not this isn't canada canada says shout out canada god bless them Who's going to win and says, eh, let's give them some money because they're going to win. Give them some support. They're going to help us. So we yeah. want to help Canada a little bit because they're going to win. Like they're, but, but, but the Soviet Union, the Russians are literally intent on chaos. They're intent on weakening our government, weakening our, our standing in the world. And they're saying Trump's our guy. Trump's our guy. We want Trump because they want a stronger America. They want a strong... Think about that. That doesn't make sense. The Russians and Vladimir Putin want a clown. They want someone they can control. They want someone who will sow and, 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 and cause this chaos in our country to hurt our country, not to help them. Canada is looking to help themselves, right? And they're going to go ahead and say, hey, whoever we can support and maybe not, they can't do it. Yeah. It's easier to yeah with Facebook and, and Facebook, Facebook and Twitter them. and it, that's it's, another thing. It's easier to Facebook uh, gave up their data. Facebook said, "Hey, 
here's our data mm -hmm. on hundreds of millions of, of, of people and allow them to micro-target and to, again, hit them where they, ooh. And again, think about it. Think about it. My dad's a similar guy, okay? Now, my dad wouldn't vote for Trump. He absolutely cannot stand the guy. He's a stone-cold Democrat, okay? But he also ain't a big on, you know, Mexicans coming into the country, right, taking jobs and blah, blah, blah. So you get on his Facebook. Facebook knows, right? Facebook shows all these posts. Oh, he, he posts all this Democrat stuff, but wait a minute. He doesn't like it when it's, there's this immigration stuff, right? So we're going to just... Sure, the algorithm of Facebook. Right, is algorithm gonna, says... Because Facebook's in business to keep you on Facebook. Twitter's in business to present you, and Twitter's changed their algorithm to right. follow closer to the Facebook. Twitter used to be sequential. Right. Well, and you can change that. You can go back and forth now, but yeah, now... It used to default to be sequential. Yes. And Facebook, you can also change your default to just show me the most recent, but... It's defaulted to be most relevant, and every time you close your browser and restart, right, you have to go it's back most relevant. It. Right. And so that's why you'll see things from, oh, Andy likes something that Matt posted. Let me show you more of this. Exactly. Oh, you commented on this. Let me show you more of this. Right. Their job is to keep you there. In a way, they, if I might use uh, Stormy Daniels <laughs> that you brought up, a stripper's job is to keep you in the club. Yeah, spending money, buying so drinks. So that you will spend more money and buy more drinks and spend more money and buy more drinks. Facebook's in business to keep you on Facebook. They're not in business They can't for sell your data, though. I mean, they, they shouldn't be able to. There's certain things that privacy-wise and they just... But here's the thing. You're, you are using their service freely. You are I'm you are Some people are. <laughs> people, a lot of people, no, everyone. are using their... Their service free. If if you don't want your data shared or whatnot, don't log on. You can't. I know. But you again, know, but also think about that, Andy, in the sense that once you make something so ubiquitous and so it's almost impossible to not have, right? So that's the other part of it, right? Like, how do you do you if you really want to protect your data now? Yeah. I mean, you almost have to <clears throat> unplug from the entire grid, which is that reasonable? That's not. You can't function in life now, right? Not having Facebook. As much as I am so happy that I don't have it. Generationally, like though. Protest, protest of it, like that affects me in a negative way. Like there's all kinds of friends now that I have no contact with ultimately because they were Facebook friends. It was very was easy contact. to keep Facebook and Twitter right. make it very easy to follow yes. and keep up with so people's there's lives. A negative, there's but, a negative effect on me not having it, but it's not worth the, me. Before you and I had this podcast... I mean, I've seen you more in the last month than yeah. I probably had seen you in the last two years. Absolutely. There wasn't anything keeping me from picking up the phone. There wasn't anything right. from keeping us from texting. I've, I've, always I've always considered you, you know, one of my best friends. And, like, we always would—we could go a year or two without seeing each other and just pick right back up. And Absolutely. we're And we're good. Facebook and Twitter have made staying in contact a much yeah. easier thing. That's why I just— It's just made it easier. There's nothing that says that I, I couldn't pick up the phone and call you. That right. I couldn't— it's like happy birthdays. It's like wishing happy birthday to someone on Facebook. Really? Right. Like we do, we do the, on these emails. We do this every time there's a person at my work that has a, has a birthday. We send out a happy birthday email. 15 people say happy birthday Reply to that person. Yeah. Like are we – like this is the most bizarre, fake, like I feel good. I, I feel good when people wish me happy birthday I, on Facebook. I, I'm not – I know. Make sure to wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> September 12th. Make sure to wish me – because I enjoy seeing it. 
Um, oh, the smiley's happy yeah. birthday dude from people you know, like who the hell is this person? Well, there's some people you get and you're like who the hell is this person and there's other people like oh man that was really cool that so and so that I haven't but, talked to in a year took the day out of their time and then you remember yeah, something cool that about that okay but they took I mean they took literally but think about the text or they, they could call you but sure. instead they had a notification pop up on their thing that says it's Andy's birthday Wait, you they, better say something what do you mean they didn't have it on their calendar <laughs> no they it's no it different than cal- having a notification on your calendar right that you put on there that again it, it, again it goes it back to connected it, us but it is it is connected sure. us but in it the goes most back shallow to the, of ways it goes back shallow. to the sales thing right it's a it's a sales thing with with trump but like you know and I, I even give him a pass on the stormy daniels thing i give him a pass on that because whether we like to admit it and it it is unpresidential and it is you know it's not it's just in, gross on so many levels it's not on it's unmoral it's immoral it's it also goes back to uh meatballs you remember that Bill Murray movie, Meatballs, where he's, I, I do. he's given the speech at the end and then he's just like, and it doesn't matter if we win today or not, the girls are all still going to date the rich guy. <laughs> exactly. Different rules, man. Like, just because, like, we've all seen musicians, we've all seen dudes with money, we've all seen that, you're like, man, how they get that good looking girl? Well, because they have that... It's a real thing. I, I of course it is, but I and he's this, at a, is, he this had, is a man who again, and I, you know, I'm not trying to say you have to be a teetotaler. I'm not trying sure. to say that you have to be some sort of like pious, unsinful. I mean, not, and I'm not, I'm not being smart here. I actually didn't, I didn't know Stormy Daniels. I'm, you know, it's not like I'm out watching porn no, all the time. I had no idea who Stormy Daniels was until. Right. Until, until the, the all the stuff that ever come happened out. to her career, of course. Yeah, I didn't know things. who she was. I wasn't familiar with her work. I mean, but the idea though, afterwards, Andy, I and, needed and also let's, for research's sake to familiarize to, myself with her work, oh, and she's right. very good at her job, apparently. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I, it also is, and I hate to do this because it's this like whataboutism kind of that gets really out of hand. But let's also, I mean, to me, the other exercise you have to do is say, let's take. And this is probably another topic for another day, but to me, it's a perfect example of white privilege, okay? Because if you said, if you put any of these scenarios, one of these things, I listed, I listed, I don't even know, there's 25 things on this list. There's at least 10 of these things that you could circle and say, if Barack Obama did them, career over, career over. He's done, he's impeached, he's out, he doesn't get elected, he's done. I know there's a lot of impeachment talk. Have no, they voted not, on it? No, they have not gone to any kind of formal I guess the question impeachment idea. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, if, if it comes out, Stormy Daniels, Barack Obama, let's put the same scenario. He just gets elected, but comes out that, oh, Barack Obama had an affair on a Michelle Obama when Michelle, right after she had one of her babies, paid them off, lied about it, lied about the contribution, the campaign contribution-wise. I mean, that ends his career. He's done. He's over. And that's that's a perfect example to me of where white rich guy, white rich guy can do all this stuff and still get elected. Has, was Bill white, Clinton's career over? Yes, it was. Bill Clinton's He served out his term. Served well, out his term. He was, he was officially relatively impeached. Popper, but he was, in, he was officially impeached by the House, but not the Senate. But his career ultimately was affected and changed. Now, if you want to say he wasn't kicked out of office or he wasn't ultimately, but he paid a price. If you want to say that he, he absolutely paid a price for Monica Lewinsky, you kidding me? He, I mean, he absolutely paid a huge, his wife paid a political price over it. He ultimately played a massive political price where, where, where Trump has paid none. But regardless, 
Think about all. Well, okay. Why, why, why would why would I, Clinton? Can I set does, Clinton aside? JFK pay a price. You want to take scenarios from the the, the past in a sense, and the past was a totally different. We don't have the media coverage that we did. No sure. one knew about Jack John Kennedy's. Uh, it was. Uh, well, it was ahead. rumored. It was rumored, and all those right. things. It was rumored and innuendo, but it wasn't nothing like on Facebook, social media, and different sure. things as far as yeah, like because constant news traveled much slower. Slower. It just was not. It was not as big of that thing. And what I'm going to say again, though, if you so so what you're saying is is that it so so your yeah. argument is is that if if, I'm, I'm just if a, Barack I'm, Obama would have been on tape saying I grab chicks by the pussy, if Barack Obama would have had the Stormy Daniels scenario. If Barack Obama would have put his son, put his daughter into high high places, you know, um, but obviously you made, do made that. his she wife was, like she was way too young, kind of young a she little bit, but it's that. a bad scenario. Um, you know, again, all these things. There's no it ends his career. It was it, he, when he when I'm he, gonna go with maybe when he, when he got Dijon mustard. It was a, it was a it was a it was a thing. Because he, he got Grey Poupon, basically, instead of, like, regular mustard on a sandwich. It was a thing when he wore a tan suit. Well, he got constantly attacked for being a Muslim somehow when he was as Christian as, as, as more Christian than the current president. So I think that, you know, I think what like, we're talking about is if you're the president, you're going to have people that are opponents and proponents. Yes. Either way, you, right. you might get yelled at because you wore a tan suit or look like a penguin standing next to the, the Queen of England. If you serve fast food to a college football team or, or you get the wrong kind of mustard, political opponents are going to make a big deal about but if it. that's all that Donald Trump did was feed fast food to kids sure. and, and, and I think look dorky in a suit, I'm fine. It's this stuff. And I'm sure this that there's people that... This is hideous. There's it's Cheating on your wife with a porn star and paying her off in money so she is quiet sh- would end everyone's sure. political career. It would not end everyone's career. There have been... Hush money is probably as old as politics. But it's hush money because it doesn't come out. And it yeah. comes out on this guy and it should end your career. That's the point. It should. Well, it ends everyone else's career. Look at, Again, look at Gary Hart. Gary Hart's a good example of a guy who ran in the Democratic primary and got was, was a high flyer, was going to win it all, got into this huge well, sex scandal, yeah. lost it. You know what I, I mean? I think like, that you're, what you're talking about is there's kind of a little bit of a moral degradation Mm-hmm. And things that may have been really a poor look. Right, just, they're still a poor look, it. but at this point, they're just people like, eh, like right. no big deal. Right. You know? And some people are probably like, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine, though? I mean, if there, is there people who think that it's cool that he, he paid off a porn star? I mean, I guess probably. there is. Yeah, and absolutely. He had sex with a porn star. Absolutely. Guess, so that was cool. Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, how many people do you know that that's their fantasy, right? Oh, man. It, that, that's a pretty common. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is again, like, and we brought, of, and we, and that stuff's president. mainstream. I mean, that stuff has president. been brought mainstream a lot. I mean, there's conventions, there's porn conventions. Yeah, it's Dude, it's mainstream. It's I not pro porn. Let me say, you know, <laughs> loud as possible. Uh, problem saying that. What I'm saying though is that there's a level of expectation out of our president, and I'm willing to overlook certain things, but this dude has gone above well, and beyond, and it's having real, real consequences. Again, real, and I, I'm sorry, and I know you may not feel the same, but I just feel like he, the tone and the things and the way he is speaking is making, is emboldening racist, is emboldening mm-hmm. 
white nationalists is emboldening these people who are coming out of the woodwork and doing these heinous, heinous, horrible acts that that he they that they feel they're being justified by him, and that at no point does he ever say and step back and go, I'm the I'm the leader of everyone in this country, and I have I have a responsibility to to heal this, to work, to try to not you know do everything I can to not let that happen, and he does the opposite. You know, he attacked Beto O'Rourke. You know, like, there's just so many things that, that a president follows that I think are extremely important that they set up. That's why our, our government still exists. It's why our, our government is the best in the world. And he is slowly but surely destroying those norms that are like bedrock of our constitution, the bedrock of our, our government, everything. This this joking about running again, you know, like not, not, not leaving. He, he's made many jokes about how, you know, and many of these followers have made jokes about how he, he'll go he'll try to run again if he wins again he'll try to keep running you know like it's all funny funny joke joke but who's to think that this guy isn't going to say if he loses in 2020 you think he's going to go quietly is he going to accept and say this was a fair election and i lost can you imagine if he does lose and what if he does say this was rigged and this was illegal and i should have won and they took it from me and there'll be 40 percent of the people in this country who will agree and there could be riots and, and, and wars started over, right? Because can you imagine if, I wouldn't like it if Barack Obama told me that, that, that they stole the election from him. Now I would hope before I went to violence, I would make sure he was not lying and not completely false, you know, just, but bottom line is that's a real potential. Did anybody go, oh no, what what will happen if George Bush loses? Now, is there gonna be riots? Is there gonna be like, is he gonna, is he gonna step down freely or is he going to fight it and try to, no one discussed that, wasn't even a thing, you know, like no one would even consider that. But now with this guy, it's like, oh, what's gonna happen if he loses? Well, you know? I personally hope he loses. Thank you. Just to for the for the drama and the chaos, or just no, so you'll be in a good mood. Oh, thank you. I want you to be happy. Thank you. And uh, I do. And I, it's I want you to be say happy. That. And honestly, before I had a friend of mine say same thing, like before the election, November eighth, you know, he said, "Good luck to you. I hope." And I was like, and I'd say that to you too. Like this ain't for me. Well, like it ain't for my mood. Like it's big. It's for the country. You know. Like it's. I mean, I know who I'm voting for. <laughs> I'm voting for the same people that I voted for, 2016. I am staunchly party party <laughs> candidate. Boom. Campbell May, 2020. Yes. Boom. That's right the us in. Uh, that's right, right us, us in. in. Right right in Matt Campbell. Yes. For 2020, that's my guy. Right. Uh, that's as a matter of fact, I think I've got seven dollars on me that I'd oh. like to contribute to your oh, campaign my first at this point. Ooh, um, thank you. I'll call and make a personal call to you, and thank you for that. Oh, I'll share that on social there media. There it is. We're gonna make T-shirts. Yeah, uh, of course. It's gonna be great. So Andy said, vote for me. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. First of all, do you feel better? It does do you, feel, do you feel, yeah, feel, feel good to get that out? It's to, important. As much as, again, we discussed, you know, like there's negative energy with it and feel like, hey, you're spending so much time worrying about someone or something. You know, there's a certain power that people have over you in that way. But I also think it's a very important yeah. right to get good medium to do it because I know I'm not going to like there'll be no yelling, you know. Before we lose this point, I actually want, I, I think this is something people don't know about you that, that follow you on Twitter. Uh, Matt actually does not follow Donald Trump. No. It might seem as if he does because, you know, he's obviously commenting and I'm sure that he sees people well, he follows that retweet. And, but he probably sees a lot of But Matt, actually, if you look through Matt's, go ahead, plug that plug that Twitter account. Yeah, follow uh, WMC Hammer 33. At WMC Hammer 33. If you look at who at WMC Hammer 33 <laughs> on Twitter follows, Donald Trump's not on there. No. Okay, uh, so just to 
just to wrap up, you feel better. Feel good. All right. Final word. Least favorite thing about Donald Trump. What's that little minor annoyance thing? You know, like least. Give me this that. Is, this is a hundred percent. It's this is a hundred percent unsubstantiated and totally um, exploitative. But it has to be his either extreme addiction to Adderall or cocaine. <laughs> because the way this man speaks, okay, only people who are on drugs speak in the terms he speaks, do the whole... I don't know if you listened to the debates, if you saw any of the debates, he is constantly making this weird nasal sucking in sound that is only done by, again, drug addicts. People who are, you know, trying to keep the drugs that they've just taken back in their nose and not let it escape. So I think it's his, and, and, and again, he's kind of a teetotaler, so my guess is it's Adderall, you know, because again, Adderall is a drug, you know, it's, it's I mean, here I am getting serious when it's supposed to be funny, but like, it's a drug, it's, it's abused by college students and things because it makes you aware, keeps you alert, makes you awake, kind of focused in a sense. And so I, I just, I think it's his Adderall addiction that really is, you know, and just the way he speaks, like the way he delivers, like I can't imagine watching the debate. I, I wrote debates on here, but I didn't mention it. But like, I couldn't. I know people hate Hillary Clinton. I get it. And like the the sound of her voice or just the way she looks really puts people off. But to listen to those debates and hear him snort and and make his faces and do the things and speak the way he spoke, not the words he's saying, just the way he speaks. And you want that? You wanted to hear that for four years? You know what I mean? Just it blows me away. Fair enough. Yeah. So you're back to school. Back, oh god yeah. back to it ended on you're a sad note yeah. nah man you're back at it yeah, you got some some of that negative right. energy out you're gonna go educate the youth of I'm America change some lives I'm gonna and, change some uh, lives we'll, we'll keep it light next week yeah. as this uh, show goes on we're gonna have the audience suggest yeah. topics for us yeah. we'd like to see if uh, people are interested in Stuff. Yeah. Just throw something out to us, and we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll get a Twitter account up, and you know, yeah, we'll, I need to, we'll, all it's, that it's stuff. It's existed. So, I we'll, need to get it. We'll, we'll get, we'll get stuff. We'll, we're not professional, so no, you know, obviously, we'll, we'll get around to it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, man. Good, Good one. All right. See you next see week. You, buddy.